This is the fourth of this series, and I think it's going to go on to next week. Maybe the next, the other week, I don't know how this is going. <laughs> so we just keep going. As the Lord shows me, when it's time to quit, we'll quit. Amen? But the, the message is titled, God's Reason for the Family. Father, I just want to thank you today. Speak to us from your word and encourage us and give us wisdom and understanding in the things that pertain to life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I want to read from 1 Corinthians 11, verse 3. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians 11, verse 3. And the reason I want, I'm going to this scripture today is to let you know something that you already know. There is no organization, no institution, no country without the head. You have to have that. And that's the way God has set up things. There's always be, there's got to be a head in every institution, whether it's the family or it's the church, or it's a business, whatever it is, there's got to be somebody that's going to be the head of that institution. And then with God, Paul is telling us here in First um, Corinthians chapter three, verse chapter eleven, verse three, it says, "But I want you to know to know that the head of every man is Christ." So he's wanting you to know that every human being, if he's a man, the head of every man is Christ. And the head of the woman is man. And the head of Christ is God. So everybody has a head. The head of every man is Christ. So if you are a man... And Christ is not yet your head. You don't have a head. You are walking about headless. No wonder you're so miserable. A headless man cannot make it in life. You need a head. So Jesus is the head of the man. And the man is the head of the woman. That's the way God has made it. You may agree with it. You may not agree with it. But I think if you want to follow true wisdom, go with what God says. Because there is wisdom in the way he's designed the planet. The way everything is set up in place. There is God's wisdom that's holding everything together. And so he's giving us wisdom here. This is the way he set up the family. The head of the family is the man. And then the woman... And both of them become covering for their children. But this is the way God has made it. Please, as a child of God, don't go against it. That's what the devil is doing in the world. Telling them you don't have to be and look at what they're suffering. There is a benefit, divine benefit, if you agree with God. How can two walk together except they be in agreement? If you agree with God and place yourself under this authority, it will be well with you and your family in life. But if you go against it, even if in your thoughts, God recognizes it. That's rebellion. And once you rebel against God, his blessings cannot come your way. 
You don't understand it. Many things we don't understand. I don't know how a man's heart is changed by saying a few words receiving Christ. And your life's totally changed. I don't understand all of it. But God said to do it, and when you do it, things happen. And when God tells you this is the way things are, believe me, that's the way they are. If you go against it, you will really have a hard time in life. Because he created the world. He knows how things operate here. And when you follow through with what he says, then you will bless. Then God's blessings can be upon your life and your family from generation to generation. And according to the word of God, even to the tenth generation. I'd like you to please stay with that uh, scripture there. Look at what it says in verse 8. For man is not from woman, but woman from man. You know what he's talking about? He went right back to creation. Right back to creation. He says, nor was the man created for the woman, but woman for the man these are not my words okay so don't go fighting look past <laughs> i'm just reading the scriptures it's like this woman she she hated this group of people and uh, she didn't want to hear any kind of this it's called it's the doctrine of whatever and the a pastor invited one of those people that she believed believed that kind of gospel and the man turned to his bible and started reading and, uh, you know, before he spoke, and she stood up and she started yelling at him to be quiet. She says, lady, I have not said anything. I'm reading the Bible. She says, I don't care what you're reading. I just don't believe that. Because she already had a mind made up. You don't do that with the word of God. Amen. You stay with the word. Even if you don't understand it, there's always wisdom when you stay with God's word. Maybe by and by. It will begin to make sense to you. But as you follow through, the blessings of God come upon your life. But I want to co continue with what it says. In verse 8, For man is not from woman, but woman from man. Nor was a man created for the woman, but woman for man. Go to verse 11. Nevertheless, neither is the man independent of woman. Nor woman independent of man in the Lord. For as a woman came from man, even so, man also comes through woman. But all things are from God. So you need to understand, he's not talking about one is bigger than the other. He's saying, there is a way, I've set it up, this is the way it works. The man is the head, and the woman is under there. But God doesn't say the woman is inferior to the man, even in terms of decision making. He's just the head of the home. Now, notice in a corporation or a company, you got the head, right? But you know he's not going to make it without those underneath him, right? If he doesn't listen to those underneath him, he, before long he won't have a job. Because they'll tell him what's going on. They'll let him know this is how things should be done. Even the president of the United States, when he gets in there, he doesn't know everything. He needs what we call advisors, right? 
tell, tell he gets all the glory as if he's the one doing this stuff but we know who is really doing this stuff those behind the scene writing his speeches for him sometimes amen but that's the way god has set it up and we need to follow through you know know your place in your home as whoever you are if you are a man know your place if you are a woman know your place in the home so that god will bless you in ephesians chapter 5 verse 22 through 24 it says wives submit to your own husband not the other person's husband your own husband <laughs> if he's not your husband you don't need to submit to him it's only your own husband wives submit to your own husbands as to the lord in other words as it's like the husband is the lord so you are submitting to him but god has already set it up in place i know what you're thinking if your lady what if he's if he's a creep <laughs> how do i submit to that well forget him guess who you're submitting to him amen that's the one you're looking at, not this flaky fellow. Him. Because God's going to put a hook in his nose one day and you'll be crying. Amen? But you do what you know to do. He's, if you know to do good and you don't do it, then it's what? It's sin. Forget him. Do what God asks you to do. And if God's tired of his attitude and he's not acting right, God will give him the left foot of fellowship. yeah but he tells you why he says wife submits to your own husband as to the lord for the husband is the head of the wife how can you, how would you prosper without your head woman the husband is the head according to the word of god as also christ is head of the church and he is the savior of the body therefore just as the church is subject to christ so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything in how many things everything in everything i mean it's okay to preach a, a gospel that is acceptable by all i don't like doing that i like to stay with the scriptures because I really don't, I don't think I'm that smart. I get my stuff from here. Amen. The Bible says in everything. Now, let me show you something. What's going on here? So to help you, help us understand what's going on. If you read in Ephesians chapter 5, where the Holy Spirit was addressing the family, the first person in the family that God wanted to talk to was the woman. Because God knows that without the woman, there will not be a family. That family will not prosper. That family will not be successful. The destiny of that family depends on the wife. You need to understand that. That's why God speaks first to the woman. And the instrument God has given the woman 
to make a family and build a family strong, the instrument God has given to the woman is called what? Submission. It's not just there for ordinary stuff. The instrument is submission. We'll come back to, to that later in First Peter chapter 3, how powerful this word submission can be, even turning a man's life completely around. We like to go the other, round, or the other way, and it doesn't work. So we scratch, and then we want to break the relationship. Everybody wants to go the way. Now, you know, the devil knows also the power of the woman in the home. He knows that he can't go to the man. If he can get the woman, the home is coming down. He demonstrated that in the Garden of Eden, right? He didn't tempt Adam. He went to the woman. God and the devil knows to build the family rests on what? The shoulders of the woman. He may be the head, but that's why God said it's not good for the man to be alone. He won't make it. He needs his wife. And the instrument God has given to a woman is submission. To get this thing done. Submission. It's only the hands of the woman. Now, let me show you something. In Proverbs chapter 14, verse 1, it says, The wise woman built her house. The wise woman builds her house. So if your house is not built, lady, what's going on? What are you doing? But the foolish pulls it down with our own hands. So I'm basically saying the woman is the one who builds the, the house. And the man will say, well, I built that house. No, you didn't. Your wife. <laughs> your wife. Amen. And if she's wise, she'll build a good home. God said a wise woman is the one who understands the principles of the scriptures. The one who understands the ways of God. And if she knows the ways of God, the house is going to be built. But if she rejects the ways of God, then she's going into the foolish alley. And the house is not going to be built. She'll tear it down. Even if God was trying to do something, this woman, because of her foolishness, will tear down her home. And everybody is scattered. You know what I said before? Everyone, every being needs a home. Every family wants a home. What does the devil do? He brings trouble into the home to get them out of their home. It's called divorce. They'll fight about toothpaste and toothpick until they go their separate ways. That's what the enemy does. So he's the woman that builds the home. Let me show you this. The man's destiny, it is very dependent on the attitude and the way the woman handles herself in the way of submission. This is really serious. Let me read this scripture to you, Proverbs 12, verse 4. He said, an excellent wife is the crown of her husband. If you are a king, what do you put on your head? A crown, right? That's a symbol of what? Authority, who you are. Guess who is sitting on your head? Your wife. <laughs> she has your brains. 
an excellent wife is the crown of the husband. The husband cannot make it, cannot be truly successful without his wife. The wife is the one that makes the husband. If he's important in the society, and if people look up to him as a man of authority in the land, if the church looks up to him, that's because of what's happening with his wife and how the wife is handling herself in the home. The excellent wife is the crown of her husband, but she who causes shame is like rottenness in his bones. When the wife behaves in a way where he is ashamed, uh, his bones are getting rotten. He can't be himself. He's having all kinds of troubles, both at work because of what's happening at home. Uh, he can't work properly because of what's going on. Before long, everybody notice something is not happening in his life. Something is wrong here. They don't know what the best thing to do is get rid of this fellow. Something is wrong. It's like rottenness. But if you have an excellent wife, your life's different. It's going to be, you got promotion. So the woman has the power to build a home. That's all I'm trying to build to you. What I'm trying to help you see today that your attitude in the home is what's going to determine how prosperous that home becomes. And if the woman really follows through with the word of God and follows, not man, but do what God says, that home is going to be blessed. That home is going to prosper. If you read the story of the virtuous woman, then you'll see what I mean by the crown on his head. Let me read this here. In Proverbs 31, verse 23, it says, A husband is known in the gates. Why? Because of the wife. He's got a crown on her. He's a virtuous woman. The husband is known in the gates. When he sits among the elders of the land. Now he's sitting along, and the whole chapter is dealing with the virtuous woman, right? Has nothing much to do with the man. But because of who she is and the way she was carrying herself, now he's become so important. He's sitting up there with the elders in the city. He's got his crown, his wife. He's got to be respected. That's why it's the woman that makes the man. She has so much power. I joke here, I am the head, my wife is the neck. Wherever she turns, that's where we're going. <laughs> and I thank God I have a great wife. I am blessed. And my children are blessed because of that. We have a peaceful home. And uh, the kids can feel that. And God is showing himself strong in our home. Because of that. That's what's going on. Submission is the tool. that God uses. Let me tell you something about power. When, you talk, when you're talking about submission, it's like I don't have power. But you need to understand what power really is. And when you have that understanding, then you will understand what Jesus meant when he said to that centurion, I have never seen faith like this. No, not in Israel. You know what the man understood? 
he knew that being under authority gave him so much authority. That's, that was all the revelation he got. And Jesus, only two times in the scriptures that the Bible says Jesus was amazed. When that man said that from his mouth, Jesus was like, oh, wow. That, those were words of wisdom. What did the man say that amazed Jesus? The other time Jesus was amazed was unbelief. But this time, this was faith. But the way the man, he not only had faith, he understood the principle of authority. And Jesus was amazed. This man was going to make it in life. In Matthew chapter 8, verse 9, it says, For I also, the man speaking, am a man under what? Authority. Just because you are the wife doesn't mean you don't have authority. You have even greater authority. That's what it means. I am a man under authority, but then you think, well, I just serve. No, he says, having soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go, and he goes. And to, to another, come, and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does it. What is he saying? Before you can have authority, you need to be under authority. Even the president of the United States is under the authority of the people of the United States. And that's what gives him power. So just because you are not the head doesn't mean you don't have authority. You have even greater authority in your place, your position of influence to help. The woman is the helper. Amen? It's like the Holy Spirit. He's the helper. And that place is so, so important if that family is going to make it. Jesus has already died, right? He's up in heaven. But without the Holy Spirit, no one's going to be saved. Do you understand that? The woman was called to be a help for the husband. And I believe the two is submission. Now, what does that word mean, submission? What does it mean to submit? Notice in the scriptures, in, in uh, Ephesians chapter 5, Paul started talking about submission. And then finally, at the end of the chapter, he concluded in his scripture. That's in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 33. It says, but each one of you must love his wife as he loves himself. And a wife must what? Respect her husband. Notice he didn't use the word submit. But with the man, he's consistent. Love, love, love. The term change. The key thing for the man is respect. Amen? That's it. Respect. When you don't have respect for your husband, he feels like nothing. That's the truth. Your words can make him, when, he, uh, when he's out, to lose confidence in himself. When he comes back and you're constantly yelling and screaming and all of that, he's at work may be happy because he has a woman that respects him at work but now when he's coming to closing time 
and he looks at his watch and he says, oh, I got to go home. <sighs> I got to go meet with that woman. You got trouble in your home. Because he knows he's not respected. He doesn't want to go home. He wants to be with his friends. He loved you when you came together, but how did we get here? To the point where he wants to avoid you. Today I'm talking to the women. Amen. <laughs> we'll be coming to the men. Is this not to insult anybody? It's just to help us see well, how we can better ourselves. So you need to ask yourself, what am I doing? That's making him not to want to come home. What am I doing? He's insulted at home, told her. The wife knows all the weaknesses of the husband, right? The wife knows. And you keep picking on those weaknesses. And guess what you're doing? You're right with what you're saying, but you are not being a helper. You ought to strengthen his weaknesses and make him strong. But all you're doing is devouring him, picking on it, and he gets more wounded. Every day you pick at his wounds, he gets more crippled. And he doesn't want to be around you. Your presence makes him feel bad. He loved you before, but all of this that you're doing is clouded his mind totally. But at work, he has this young lady that's always telling him, yes, sir, whatever you want. Telling him, oh, I'm telling you, the woman, your wife must be the luckiest woman in the world. And he says, you never met her. And he's thinking, and she's praising him and telling him how good you are the best guy. I wish I have a husband like you. Guess what's happening? He's getting some respect from the office. And no respect from home. Now he's running after the office mate. And you are mad. You cursed it. You drove him away. His need. The need for his life is help. He's not getting that from home. And he's got this lady in the office that is giving him some of this respect, help, and submission that he really was created the need in life so he can make it. When that's there, he's going to make it. But you don't do that. Now he's getting it from this little office girl. Have you ever wondered why a man that has a gorgeous wife, you know, movie star, he leaves her for some woman and you're wondering, huh? You mean he left that one for that? Have you seen that? You're wondering why? I, I, if he, maybe if you go to his home and see what's going on there, you tell you. He wants to stay with this. Uh, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> but you wonder why that says. It's because of what's happening in the home. Somebody was telling me about a woman, uh, you know, who had, they were doing very well, and she went, they brought a maid in. And the maid was so nice. She was even advising her husband, bring her. He said, no, I don't want her in the house. It's bring, bring her in. You know, and she was so good with the kids. The kids bonded with her. Guess what he's thinking? <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Submission and respect. It's so important. The man needs the respect. And your help to make him. That's what's going to make it for him 
He needs that. The key thing is respect. All family uh, people who preach on the family, they'll let you know. The greatest need for a man from his wife is respect. Not this submission, you got to do what I, what I tell you to do, no. But the respect, just a pure respect for my husband and treat him that way. That will change the man's life. Amen? The power to save the home is in the hands of the woman. Let me read this scripture to you. First Peter chapter 3, verse 1 and 2. Wives, likewise, this is Peter now. This is not Paul. So you see, we are consistent. In the mouth of two or three witnesses, let a matter be established. Wives, likewise, be submissive to your own husbands. That even if some do not obey the word, that is, even if some are not Christians, they, without a word, may be warned by the conduct of their wives. What's the conduct he's talking about? He already told you. Submission. Didn't he tell you that? Submission. The conduct of their wives, when they observe your chaste conduct, accompanied with what? Fear. The wife fear is one, uh, the husband. No, that's not what he's talking about. It's just respect. Just respect. So a woman, a Christian woman, without even preaching John 3.16 to the husband, he wants to go to church. Amen? Because he sees she's different. She's different. The wife comes to visit the man in the office, and they see how he, she treats him. And he's acting silly, but she's really nice to him. And the guys are thinking, boy, you're lucky. You got a good wife. Amen? And I'm sure after he's heard that a few times from his friends, he's beginning to think, I think I have a good wife. What's wrong with me? Amen? And then he begins to think, I know why. That pastor must be the one that is telling him, because I know, <laughs> I know, I'm going to that church. Maybe he'll teach me how he's getting this thing done. Especially if he had a troublesome wife before then. And then she started going to church, and then she's all transformed. So the Bible is saying you can actually save your husband without preaching the word if you follow God's principle of submission and respect. But even when your husband is already saved, how much more should you use that weapon to turn him around? Amen? So he can't wait until it's closing time to get back home. Amen? Because he knows he is love. You see, for a man, respect means love. That's the way he interprets it. When you don't respect, you don't love. That's what the scripture is saying. So God uses love for the man. He uses respect for the woman. So when you're not respecting, he feels he's not loved. When you're respecting, he feels he's genuinely loved. And when you really respect, oh, he's in love. Amen? He wants to come back home. Because of our time, I will stop here today. And I'll continue. Men, we're going to be talking about what we need to do. 
Amen. And we follow scriptures. Amen. Because the word of God has wisdom for us. Amen. Bow your heads with me this morning. If you're here and you don't know Christ as your Lord and Savior, I would like to help you to find him. You need a head. Even if you're a woman, Christ must be your head. Don't walk in life headless. You're not going to go very far. You need Jesus to be your head. Bow your heads with me, all eyes closed. If you're here this morning and you say, I want a relationship with Christ, a special relationship with Christ. Pastor, I want you to pray for me. I need that. I know when we pray, God will answer. If you're that person, just put your hand up this quickly and put it right back down. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Any other person? I believe there are more this morning. God wants to minister to your life. Just yield to God. Don't look to men. Just open up to God. And for us ladies, the word of God, believe me, I'm just looking and sharing what I see from the scriptures and how God gives me understanding. Some of us are in need of repentance. Maybe you made mistakes in the past. Today you can ask God for forgiveness. Submission doesn't mean you go along with everything the man wants to do. Because sometimes the man may be wanting to do something that is even contrary to the word of God. You don't have to do that. So that's not what he's talking about. It's to respect as we respect Christ and honor him. Because of who he is, he's your husband. Ladies, if that's you, you feel like you've done something, maybe in the past. If you're looking for a better future, you need to ask God for forgiveness so he can help you. He will take the past and put the past away and lead you into a beautiful present and future. Amen. Those of you that want to receive Christ, repeat after me. Say, Lord Jesus, the whole congregation, please. Lord Jesus, I come to you today knowing that I've sinned against you. Father, I ask you to forgive me come into my life Lord Jesus be the Lord of my life I confess you today as the Lord of my life in Jesus name Amen if you did that God wrote your name right there in the book of heaven you are a child you don't have to do this another time because you got born once and your name is written in the book of life Amen Stand up with me this morning.